This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love The 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very special guest. Please welcome Wasim, the dream Hajiri. He is the definition of relentless. Defying the odds, he journeyed from Jordan with an engineering degree to graduate with an MBA from the prestigious Rady School of Management at UCSD. After graduation, Wasim was relentless about pursuing his dream job at Qualcomm. The journey was not easy, but finally met victory after going through 55 recruiters, 20 receptionists, and 25 different interviews. Wasim's determination also manifests through his hobbies and passions. After eschewing fast food and embracing the joy of broccoli, he whittled his body fat down to a minuscule 5% to win three gold medals and a world-class ranking in fitness. He's also a boxer competing in the U.S. Wasim is an executive career coach who helps professionals land their dream job in a record time with great salaries. Wasim is also a two-time number one best-selling author with numerous appearances on TV, radio, and in magazines. This includes Forbes, Fox, CBS, ABC, and iHeartRadio. Wasim is a part of the Forbes Career Coaches Council and publishes articles covering career, health, and personal development. Welcome, Wasim. It's so great to have you here today with us. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, Patricia. Good morning or good evening. <laughs> Your time. <laughs> yes. And actually, I should be saying aloha to you. As I understand, <laughs> you just got back from Kauai. So welcome back. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here and talk with you today, especially I love the theme, the 80s theme. I look forward to it. Yes, me too. And thanks again for being a guest. So this is the part of the show where we have the big reveal as to what 80s song we're going to be talking about today. So can I get a drum roll, please? Wasim, what? is the song that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today. Uh, today, we'll be picking uh, Sting and Every Breath You Take. Yes, that is such a great song. I love it. And that is 1983 by The Police and Sting wrote the song. So that song actually was at number one on the Billboard charts in 1983. It came out on May 20th, which incidentally was my son's birthday. And, <laughs> and it was number one for 
eight weeks, eight weeks. It was global as well. It was hit number one, UK, Canada, and 10 other countries. It was a huge hit on the B side. Little fun fact on the B side, if you had that 45, that record, that's a record, folks. 45 is a record in this (laughs) Unlearned It from an 80s song. On true crimes, it's a totally different (laughs) reference, but a 45 on Learned It from an 80s song, we're talking about records. And it is um, Murder by Numbers was on the B side of that uh, 45 record. So something else to know about this, it won Grammys for B, well, it was nominated for three Grammys. We're looking at uh, the song of the year. It was best pop performance. Uh, Also the record of the year nominee. And it got both song of the year and best pop performance. So one quarter to one third of Sting's income comes from this song. It was, it has been, I know. This song in 2019, they had said, they uh, back in 2019, they had said that this song was the most played song in record history. So you picked a really great song. And I, <laughs> I actually remember when that song came out in 83, I was a very young, young, young child. And I'll just share my memory and you guys will get a kick out of this because I had um, two Barbies. I had suntan Barbie and the golden dream Barbie, golden (laughs) dream Barbie, golden dream Barbie's boyfriend was sting in 1983. So you can, yes, yes. (laughs) Move over Trudy. Golden dream Barbie. (laughs) <laughs> good times. Yeah. <laughs> good times. So that's my, when I think of that song, I, it takes me back to um, my golden dream Barbie, which was spectacular. But I know that's not go. what we're talking about today with you, <laughs> Wasim. I would love to hear the story that really resonates with the song that you chose today. Okay. So a big, a big reason I chose the song, it's like, it's like every lyric, every lyric hits, you know, uh, to the heart right away. I chose that song. It's because when I lost my father, and I know you and I were talking about that, you went through uh, the same experience. I always believe that my father is watching over me and then his his spirit is still here. Um, and then, you know, I'll be missing you every breath you take, every everything resonates because that's how I feel he's always with me. And that when you when when I listen to that song, it right away it's like I run the memories that I had with him since I was a little kid, and mm-hmm. it always hits me, you know, right and right right away. So that's why I picked the song and kind of to always remind me of him that he's always going to be here and his his spirit will never die, you know, it'll always be here. Yeah, that's such so powerful, and it's just feeling his presence uh, within yes. the song and and. Tell us, if you don't mind, you know, uh, about your dad and how he's inspired you. So um, I have a very unique story uh, in terms of with my dad. So my dad had me at the age of 62, very late in his life. I have eight siblings. They're all, you know, I grew up with my nieces and nephews, big age difference. So it was it was different than the normal story you hear. And my dad worked really hard to give us a good life and came from very, very humble beginnings. You know, he was born at a time between World War One and Two. So they had to go, <laughs> they had different challenges back then. 
Um, and he started at a young age uh, to build a life for himself and then give me and my siblings a good life. And I was always inspired to be a business owner just like himself. He had his own company. And uh, that always inspired me to, to, to create something for myself and slowly build it out for my future, you know, for my children, for the family as, as a legacy for him. So that's where it comes from. Wow. So it's just, I'm thinking about the impact he made as a role model for you and your legacy. And, and, and now you are taking it to a whole, you know, a whole different level. You started off in engineering, correct? And then yes. you moved, you know, in to get your MBA, you're an entrepreneur, you coach people on really finding their dreams. And, and it really feels like that just is what your dad taught you. It's like that through line from what, you know, he brought to you that you're then able to bring to everyone else. Exactly. And then just as an example, like what, what is the biggest thing that you remember from your father? What did you take away from from everything he taught you? Wow, there there's so so much, uh, but I would say one thing that really has been resonating with me as of late um, has been uh, his using his creativity. So while my dad was a businessman, he also how he um, meditated or how he relaxed or took care of himself was through the arts and create his creative sign at emotional well-being was always sure. through the arts. He was in a talent, super talented artist and um, woodcarver actually. And, wow. um, and I keep going back to him in his, in the garage and his space uh, working on his art and, and his creativity and, um, and how that really helped him, you know, through his, even into his part, like late into his Parkinson's, he was still like, you know, with, with, you get the tremors with Parkinson's and even there he was in the garage in early eighties with Parkinson's carving. And that to me was just, you know, it spoke to his, how passionate he was about the arts and, and how important it was to him. And I bring that into my life as well. That's amazing. It sounded like he was a he was a fighter. He fought. He fought. He was yeah, a fighter. Very much so to the end. Yeah. Yeah, and there you you know that this is what you're doing right now. You know you have your podcast. You're giving a voice to people, which I think everyone appreciates, including myself. And you're carrying that message. I love that. So thank you for yes. for, for doing this podcast. It's a lot of work, and you're giving people a voice. I'd love to hear, you know, more about, you know, how you use your, your dad's legacy work, your work that you've been studying, you know, over you know, a course of many, many years. Tell us a little bit about how you work with your clients and any information regarding that. Okay, so I work with professionals, uh, mostly in IT and tech now, uh, senior level experience, and then s- some mid and junior level as well, but most of them are senior. And the biggest challenges that they go through initially is finding uh, a fulfilling job. It's all about fulfillment. So my second book, that's the whole title of it, right? Fulfilled, yeah, fulfilled. how to land a job that aligns with your purpose. So initially finding them a company that they resonate with in terms of the mission of the company. It has to be something deep and meaningful. And, you know, it's, it's another, another crazy fact that 
70% of people are unhappy with their jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy. Seven out of 10 people don't even like what they're doing. You know, you yeah. spend all of your life in a job, 20, 30, 40 years, and you're not enjoying it. That's not the best. Um, so initially, I help them find a culture that is fulfilling and aligned with what they like. And then uh, salary actually comes after that, because number one, they need to be happy and they're excited mm -hmm. about what they're doing. And then when they find that, I take them through the three steps, which is from the resume until the interview prep, how they can prepare and negotiate for the salary. And then that's I, how I help them basically land the job. Wow. Wow. That is so, uh, that's amazing. And I'm, I'm thinking about the pandemic and how so many people learned during that time, those that may not have been passionate, may not have been passionate about their jobs or wanting to pivot or wanting then realizing that they aren't doing, it's not fee fueling them. Did you find your business shifting like, or how did it shift over the course of the pandemic and now? Absolutely. That's a great question. And I don't know if you also heard about the great resignation recently. Yes. I was going to, yes, that was my next question. Exactly. It was, it was uh, crazy. So in January of 2022, over 4 million people quit their jobs. That's one month, wow. which has never happened before. You know, this, all of these, uh, all of these people. And the biggest reason is the fulfillment aspect. Again, you know, people want not just a paycheck, they want deep and meaningful uh, work. So Let's take it a little bit back. At the beginning of the pandemic, it was definitely challenging because everyone was like, whoa, what's going on? Mm -hmm. So um, initially, we a lot of clients you know, left. Uh, we had a hard time bringing in new clients because the job market was upside down. Yes. Companies stopped hiring and then companies were letting people go, unfortunately. So, wow it's, it's, wow, it's unfortunate, but the pandemic really affected a lot of people. But after the initial phase, slowly, a lot of companies stepped up and started opening up positions like rapid fire. Wow. You know, Amazon came up with uh, 200,000 positions within the first few months after COVID. All of these companies started to step up. That's when we saw the opportunity. Wow. So we're like, okay. Where, you know, some companies went under, but other, other people are stepping up. How can we help our clients now or the new clients find these new opportunities, especially remote? You know, mostly mm -hmm. most, most people went remote. So mm -hmm. we looked for that opportunity and just doubled down on finding the new, the, the new shifts in the, the job market overall. Wow. Wow. So it sounds like even in your you know, role, your already established business, you then also had to pivot to accommodate the shifting that was happening in the great resignation well, prior backing up prior to that, you know, when people were at home and losing their jobs also, then the great resignation. So you've seen the gamut in a couple of years. Lots and lots of changes. All I can say, but now, now is a really good time. Now the job market is, is on the rise again. As an example, we talked to about 15 people last month. As we were talking to them, just understanding where they're at, they were landing jobs. Wow. So the job market now, hopefully whoever is listening right now, understand that things are looking for the better. It's much more positive. 
Mm -hmm. uh, opportunities are on the rise. So now is a great, great time that we're in. Yes, yes. And I think that there is so much more emphasis yeah. on the employee experience and, um, and using people's uh, for their strengths, like you had said, for feeling fulfilled. And with that is about using their strengths in the workplace, which brings me to my next question on your strengths. And so I'm thinking about your pa beautiful package of strengths, which I'll read, read off to you here in a second um, to refresh your memory. You've had to use a lot of those in the last few years. And then you also had to use that, you know, in the loss of your father. And um, I'll, I'll read them off to you. And then we can talk about how these strengths, um, how you've used them uh, throughout uh, the last couple of years. And then also with your father's loss of your father. And then in addition to that, I'd love your take on when people, when you, the people that you work with, your clients, when they play into their strengths or their strong uh, skills, you know, what do you find? So I know that's a okay. lot of questions, but I'll start with the first one. I'll Perfect. start with giving you your strengths first. Um, okay. So first off, you have appreciation of beauty and excellence. I love the strength because when you read it, you think of you know, aesthetics, right? You think appreciation, and it goes beyond that because appreciation of beauty and excellence in the via strengths is about when you see something, you are seeing the work that has been done to get there. If you're, well, like I was, you always use the example of the ballet. When you see a ballerina do a pirouette, you look at that and see not the pirouette or the beauty of it. You'll, you'll see that but you see the years and the years and the years of the work and perfecting that one move to then to be part of a dance, right? Um, and yes. I imagine with your boxing, you know, so with your boxing, I imagine, you know, every little step counts in, in movement and preparation when you're in a competition. Um, so that would be appreciation of beauty and excellence. So I imagine you see that when you would watch Mike Tyson for instance. Absolutely. Or Muhammad Ali, you know, he would, it's literally like art, you know, he would move and dance in the ring and, you know, with his head, how he moved his head and how, yeah. you know, that, just like you said, that takes years and years of practice and, you know, uh, preparation, preparation, pr repetition, repetitional, yeah. so many thousands of times. Yes. Um, and that can be applied in so many ways. When I talk to my clients, we focus exactly like, okay, who are you and what are all of your strengths? Forget mm -hmm. about the resume. The resume is a piece of paper, but deep down, appreciation of beauty and excellence from within. That's yes. what I help them more than anything, you know? Like, wow. I'm like, ditch the resume and all of that. People don't care. What's going to make you different is you. So your own, you know, your heart, your soul, your personality, your energy, your presence. And I'm like, you don't need anything. I'm just going to help you push you a little bit, show more of that. When you go into the interviews, you need to be not put on this, you know, professional. I'm going to be professional. You need to be yourself and go yes. full force with that. That's what yes. it's about, that inner beauty. Does that make sense? Uh, complete sense. Complete yeah. sense. Love that really well done and especially working with your clients because it is about the person and and people say oh you know people are replaceable or what have you and it's just it's just not true you know everybody is unique and they all 
come with their own package of strengths. Then you've got uh, social intelligence. So I know for a fact that you use that all the time within your business. How did you see that play with your dad, just out of curiosity? This, I love that question. So I grew up on a ranch. We had a big ranch. My, my dad, he loved all kinds of animals. And here's what I learned, that aspect of empathy and leadership from him. So growing up, we would, as an example, have a lot of workers working on the ranch. And my dad would invite the workers and they would have lunch or dinner with us on the same table, all of us. And even subconsciously growing up, I didn't realize this until now, how he would treat everyone equally with respect. And that in my mind, you know, I was like, everyone, we're all human beings from no matter what you do, you know, what you work, what your work is, it doesn't matter, but we're going to sit on the same dinner table and have dinner together, regardless of what you do. And slowly but surely, you know, I started to, when I started to mature and grow up, I realized like I have, I love people and I, you know, learning from my father, treat everyone with respect, have empathy. And that's, that's the biggest secret, you know, in, in business, empathy and leadership and just treating people with love and respect. That's, that's how it should be. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. What a great memory to share and what a great yeah, memory it is. to pass it on. Is. Really, you. really nice. You've got uh, courage, the virtue of courage, bravery in there too. And I imagine being, well, I mean, I, that was what popped up for me when you were uh, talking about the different pivots that you had to do throughout you know, the pandemic with the, the ever-changing work uh, life, right? And you probably had to lean into a lot of bravery, like, let's, we just put one foot in front of the other and we dive in head first right? (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's honestly, um, you need bravery in, in pretty much anything, especially in business, you know, just like yourself, you have your own business. It's a roller coaster ride. Yeah. And it's not just about all the ups are nice, but how do you deal with the downs? You need that bravery because when the whole world is telling you, you know, things are not going well, just like when the pandemic happened, so much neg- negativity out there. But yes. how do you override all of that and still keep moving forward? You know, because for me, I'm like, we have clients to serve. It's yeah. a new problem right now, but how can we help our people with what's going on in the pandemic? And that's what kept us going, you know? So yes. with, with all of the chaos, you have to embrace the chaos and yes. you know, kind of look for the solution. Absolutely. And I can hear your leadership, which is in your top 10 as well, coming out when you're saying that as well. So having that combination of leading a team or leading your your clients, et cetera, and being brave, they see your bravery and then they will, you know, also step up to it as well. Yes. Your leadership. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So then we've got uh, curiosity in there as well. Uh, creativity, uh, gratitude. So great that you have gratitude and in, in the top strengths and, um, and uh, humility, which is, which is modesty on, uh, in addition to all of that. So how else do you think you use some of those other strengths? Let's talk about gratitude for a minute. Yeah. Uh, this it. is the most, like one of the most powerful ones. And, and it's funny, I'll tell you a quick story. I, yes, on please. this trip, 
on the retreat, I met this amazing, amazing world-renowned mixed martial artists. He studied under the masters of Bruce Lee and, you know, the old school martial arts. It's yes. amazing. So he has this philosophy of the gratitude and depth. This, this is going to sound crazy. He told me, so on your to-do list, mm -hmm. the first thing I want you to write in the morning is I might die today. I know that sounds crazy, but he's like, think about it. When you wake up, you might not go back to sleep. When you go to sleep, you might not wake up. It's a chance, right? Everyone's going to check out. So he's like, when you wake up, be grateful that you're alive. When you go, go to bed, be grateful that you're still alive. Always having, you know, just like I mentioned, yeah. an attitude of gratitude. Yes. Just a simple fact of waking up. Mm -hmm. I think we all take it for granted, but you're alive today. And that is a big, big blessing. Yes. So when you start your day, you just wake up and you breathe, do some kind of meditation and just feel the gratitude for all the blessings that you have. It puts you in such a beautiful spirit that, you know, silly little problems won't even matter to you anymore because you're like, you know what? I'm here. I have all of these blessings. I have my friends, my family, my work. I can right. see in my eyes. I can hear in yes. my ears. Yes. It grounds you. you know, does that make sense? It really does. It really does. And I think starting your day with gratitude, there's a lot of science behind you know, how it does already boost the endorphins. And you're already setting the stage for looking at the world with thanks or with, you know, with gratitude or noticing something nice. Uh, so it's already putting you there. It's already putting your mind there before you even start your day. And I love how before bedtime is a great time as well, because sometimes, you know, we get, uh, you know, if you've got some tough things going on in life, which a lot of us do at different times and sleep might be a problem, you know, it might be hard to, to rest or get those, um, thoughts that you, you know, didn't do this well today or worried about that or worried about a child or what have you, you know, um, but shifting the brain toward bedtime about thinking about what happened that day that you're grateful for. I mean, I think that's a great way to end the day. I love this. I think this, this is the perfect action item for our audience. I, I believe this is awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Just end of the day, like you said, you know, what are the things that went well today? And then just the simple things like, yes. you know, when you think about these little things, appreciate them. Yep. It really changes your mind on a lot of different things, especially like you said, the problems, yep. everyone has yes. problems going on, but there's so many other good things as well, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that is, no, yeah, that would be a great action item. Super. So we've got our marching orders, audience. <laughs> Wasim said it. We are practicing gratitude morning and uh, evening. And let's put a number on it. You want to say, you want to say 21 days? You want to say 30 days? What do you think? Yeah, 21 days. And then, you know, you can start yep. with two minutes, two minutes in the morning, yep. two minutes at nighttime, five minutes. Yep. It doesn't matter. Even if it's yes. just two minutes to sit there and just think about all of the things that you're grateful for, all of the blessings you have. Yeah, that's that's, that's the very, very simple, very, very powerful. Great. That's, that is what we're doing. So we've got 21 days, just two minutes in the morning, two minutes in the uh, evening, just whatever top of your head, uh, whatever you want to um, be grateful for that day. And for me, sometimes the first one is a cup of coffee because I love my yeah. morning coffee. 
and it makes me happy. And, uh, and usually that ends up on my gratitude list. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I, I'm drinking coffee right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. How do we get a hold of you? And also, and in your books are on Amazon? Yeah, so definitely um, the, the, both of my books are on Amazon. Uh, my website is getyourdreamjob.net. And mm-hmm. anyone who's interested, you can, they can also book a call from the website. Great. Um, and then on Amazon, if anyone wants to type my name or was seeing the dream, you can mm-hmm. find the books over there. It's, yeah, it's, or a Google search is also, this, it works very well. Very good. That sounds perfect. Uh, love it. And then guys, that'll be in our show notes as well. So uh, when you'll be able to get a hold of Wasim and then also his books, um, et cetera. So very good. Okay. Here's the part of the show where we talk about 80s trends. All right. So we have our rapid fire 80s questions. And so I want to ask you which of these. So you've got to pick between the two of these, which you would choose. All right. Are you game for this? I'm I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. All right. All right. Mike Tyson or Ali? Ali. Kit Kat or Reese's peanut butter cup? Kit Kat. Roller skating or skateboarding? Roller skating. All right. For fashion, we're going Miami Vice or Magnum PI? <laughs> Miami Vice. <laughs> Even though you were just in Kauai? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. That just popped in my head. I know. I know. That's why it's rapid fire. And so, yes, yes, you did. You did amazing. And uh, thank you so much. And and since you're a mere baby, um, I wanted to know, (laughs) you know, if you if you had anything that you'd like to bring back from the 80s, what would that be? Anything at all could be people. I do love trends, whatever The, the suits. You know, the suits, uh, the classic style, the 70s and the 80s. Uh, you yes. know, now they bring it back sometimes. Yes. Especially 70s, 80s, the suits, um, the cufflinks, just how the suits were, you know, nice and slim. I love yeah. the, the, the the style of those classic suits. That that I would bring that back right away. Ah, oh, nice. Nice. I love that. And, you know, who else would uh, love that is our guest that we had on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Zachary Faulkner Barfield, because he is the gen- he was the gentleman entrepreneur, and yes. um, and a lot of what he talked about was was the dress, and he also selected Miami Vice. He wanted to bring back <laughs> Miami Vice as well. So <laughs> yeah. I, I I you know as a female, I would love it if um, I saw more men in suits, and uh, and certainly that Miami Vice. Uh, look, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I like the light colors and the cuffed pants and, you know, all of that. Yeah. And then I know now you notice in Europe too, but they, they focus a lot more. They like dressing up and they I do. think you notice the big difference, the suits and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, I do. And I, I really do enjoy, I like menswear. I have two boys. And so I, you know, when they have to go buy suits, I get like, a little too excited, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Dressing love them it. up and taking care of them. Exactly, exactly. It's fun. It's fun. They have a lot of great, a lot of great uh, ties and, um, you know, different colored suits. So the I'm colors, with you on the that. The colors are unique, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Well, I, I'm so grateful um, to have you, speaking of gratitude, to have you on 
this podcast. And um, thank you again. And in the show notes, guys, uh, you will know how to get a hold of uh, Wasim and how to also coach with him. So uh, thank you again. Thank you so, so much, Patricia, for your amazing energy. I love your questions. I love the theme of the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm also very grateful that we met, you know, yes. thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Leslie. <laughs> um, and I really appreciate the show and everything you're doing. Thank you for giving everyone a voice and working nonstop. You know, you have such a powerful energy in the presence. It's making the world a better place. So thank oh, you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And until next time. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80 song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.